We're live. I don't remember what to do. We love skateboarding. We love life. We thought we would talk about it and share what we have to say with the world. Life is skate talk. No pros, no sponsors. Just three aging skaters desperately clinging to their youth. I'm uh, John. I've been skateboarding since 1996, which is, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best years in skate video history. In 1996, we got Trilogy, Mouse, Welcome to Hell, and Eastern Exposure 3 all in that year. So it's tough to beat. Yeah, trilogy, and I think of of that list, probably Welcome to Hell and Trilogy for me. Those are the two that I've watched. Yeah, a trilogy. Yeah, trilogy was one of the one of the first um, videos that like I actually had a copy of, and so yeah, we we watched that a lot. Yeah, and then right under that would be Eastern Exposure, but Welcome to Hell was like mind blowing for me. Muska. Jamie Thomas, like Hamilton, <laughs> obviously, like EA. That's a heavy hitter, that one. Damn. Oh, and Mouse, <laughs> obviously. Mouse. Yeah, yeah. What am I talking mouse. about? What were we doing? Intros. All right. You're Sawyer, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm Sawyer, um, attorney skateboard guy who does a lot of slappies. <laughs> I'm Jin. Started skating around '99. Uh, I'm the software guy. <laughs> Wait, 99? Yeah. I thought it was earlier. Nin- 98, 99? Okay. Around there, yeah. I started so when I was when, like 15 or 16 years old. Damn. Okay, so when we met, you'd only been skating for like two years? Three years? Pretty much. I couldn't even kickflip. <laughs> I still can't, so. <laughs> <laughs> you had nice ollies, though. You had heel flips though, right? No? No. Well, okay. I could kick flip here and there. And then once I went over to Toronto, I think one day we were at, uh, what's that place called? Is it CBC with all the, the, the menu pad? Yeah. 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 Around there. And my buddy's like, why don't you just try and heel flip too? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I never tried. And then I tried it and then somehow it worked. I know you had all these Cause you'd ollied that big block, the four block in the, it's like in an, in an alleyway. Oh yeah, the, yeah. yeah, You know what I'm talking about? There's like a, there's like a ledge that goes out. It was a long four, I think. Right. I think so. Yeah. Down, the, down, downtown, right? Downtown. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I remember being, sandwich. is it like, like financial district? Like that? Yeah. yeah well on, on the way down, it's on Bay street. Yeah. Almost Eaton center. Right. Just yeah. east of that. Okay. I think we're talking about the same place. I'm pretty sure I've seen you ollie that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've done it before. Not with you present though. And I've always wanted to go back and like 180 it, but whatever, every, like it's, it, yeah, it, it's long. It's long. I, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'll be charging that though anymore. <laughs> Are the steps long enough that I could just ride down them? Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, there you go.
rather be a 90s pro that's kind of washed up, I guess? <laughs> or, or would you rather... So would you rather be a washed up 90s pro like in today's age or a YouTube star, like YouTube skate star? So you want cred or fame? I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or, or, but the fame would only be relevant with kids that it's relevant for maybe i don't know like because some youtube stars are just skate youtube stars and they don't really yeah yeah there's no have, fame outside of that. yeah like outside it's, of that but they still have like 100k plus users or subscribers and right, making right. a living if out we, of it right yeah i guess i guess yeah, yeah if, if we want to if we want to put a <laughs> like from a from a financial you know from a monetary standpoint yeah we we can say that you have a thousand subscribers followers i'm gonna i'm gonna sell out then i'm gonna say no wait just to to be clear though jen from the person that says that you may not have even started skating for skating if it was now so now you're now you're going full You're, you're, do you have Braille running in the background? Is that like Braille <laughs> oh no, you're wearing a Johnny Geiger t-shirt. That's the revive. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have started now, but if I'm making a living off of it and I'm good enough at skateboarding in this day and age, that's fair. That's going to yeah, be that's true. pretty crazy, yeah. right? Hopefully I enjoy it enough. Yeah, maybe that's something I'm just jealous of, you know, these YouTubers being able to enjoy their lives while making videos yeah now, now you're making me rethink my answer <laughs> i was gonna say washed up 90s pro and maybe maybe this is i i don't mean to be calling this guy washed up because I, I don't think he's washed up but you guys have got me on the chico brenna's instagram tip and like just watching his footage like like yeah like he's not he's not at all washed up like the guy's unreal to this day he's amazing to watch on the board and and the, the stuff the boards that he skates and the stuff that he can do on it it's just incredible um but like he he seems so free in the way he skates and everything and i think that's what seems really inspiring i guess but but maybe he's kind of like a mix of the two right like he's not doing yeah. the full like youtube tutorial whatever but he has found a way to work social media to kind of keep his profile up and still get attention i feel like there's a distinction though right between skaters that are well known and have a social media presence versus being a youtube star yeah yeah so i think chico is a good example or even i mean i guess even p-rod or pick here you know like they have a they have a internet presence they have a social media presence but they're not a youtube star right yeah, yeah. so yeah. but i get what you're saying yeah that the it's just when i see him skate and well and i guess all their friends skate you know what yeah. the you know the, the old girl crew or lrg crew or you know like it's it just seems like a lot of fun but yeah whenever i see the youtube skaters and it almost feels like it's a job right like so i question whether they're you know Jim, <laughs> yeah. to your point like is it is it are they really enjoying it or is it you know they have to put out content and you know they're they're, they're playing that numbers game you know that right. they got to get the the most likes or chasing that new numbers meta or whatever the heck you know like but yeah my answer would be the washed up 90s pro because my my um you know you got me thinking jen on the i guess being a washed up 90s pro there's the cred aspect but that doesn't mean you didn't 
invest your money properly, right? Like you could have, yeah, you could have, you could have, you know, bought in early to, to you know, Tesla or Apple stock or whatever. So you could still be, you could still have your cred and just kind of coast and chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I sort of also took it in the sense that being washed up right now, or being still a pro from the '90s right now, you would be trying to create video parts and everything. And I think I would just go nuts <laughs> thinking about, am I still relevant? Do my tricks matter? Can I, yeah. can I do these new tricks that everybody else is doing first try if I didn't have those worries? I'm more, I'm much more like we, we already talked about this, but I'm much more of like the, a fan of the full video and everything. So I, I personally would find that more satisfying, I think. Yeah. To, but like you said, though, you'd have to be able to let go of that urge to compete yeah, or whatever with definitely. like the new, the new crew and just kind of do your thing. Just has to be comfortable with yourself. Maybe that's yeah. what Chico's doing. Right. And that's what's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean about like him, like, like seeming so free. Right. Yeah. Cause like he's, he skates a little street, he skates a little park. He's doing like, it, it seems like he's too, on his right? own plan. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, and his style too. Yeah, just easy and free flowing. So. Yeah, because he never had like super big pop. Although when you look at his tricks, like his, he's always been a more of a heel flip kind of guy, right? At least in in, in my in my mind. I, I think so. Like I, I think about a lot of burial heels and yeah, stuff exactly. Like that yeah, and, yeah, and and they're, I wouldn't say they're super popped, but they're mellow and nice. Controlled. Yeah, controlled. Yeah. yeah. So nice to watch. This week's episode is about fashion. There is an undeniable and long-established intersection between skateboarding and fashion. Skaters, I think, love to talk about how the mainstream looks to skating for cues on whatever the next big trend is going to be. But we often forget that most of our trends are actually pulled from outside of skating too. Like if you think about, you know, the aesthetics of punk rock and, and hip hop have been kind of mainstays in the skate community over the decades. There's a lot of cross-pollination, I would say, in between sort of mainstream fashion and uh, skate fashion. You've got brands like X-Girl, uh, Kim Gordon's clothing company that like admittedly pulls inspiration from skaters. Um, but then you've got like Polo and Nautica and the influence that they had on the, the 90s skate aesthetic. Um, so it goes both ways. I think it's fair to say that, that fashion has an undeniable role in the craft of skating, whether we like to admit it or not. In your view, what is the relationship between skating and fashion? This is completely improv, but I feel like they're completely intertwined almost because the outfit that they're wearing in their skate part to the music that they're skating in within that part, it's just all, it's one whole thing as a whole you even, I guess, idolize them and maybe even dress like some of them or aspire to look as cool as them in whatever jacket or pants that they're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely done that. Definitely, you know, try yeah. to emulate some other skaters. So I think it's, it's part of it and a really important part of it, right? Um, yeah. We saw tight pants come in, tight yeah. pants stay for some people and go out for some <laughs> others. Is that a but, shot at me? 
<laughs> like clinging to the <laughs> but yeah i mean i think that was the biggest what fashion change that i experienced while i was skating joined in it's relatively baggy and then university days maybe because of baker and so on but we had the right. real tight pants era right and that's when everything changed and but i think now it's not as um defined as yeah. it was before Fashion, there was skater fashion, I think, uh, when I started or early on in the like 2000s. Like, oh, that guy looks like a skater. And then even people or person looks like a skater. And even if they didn't skate it, they would still dress up like a skater, you know? And that would be like cool or trendy. Right. And now I think there's more flexibility. And I guess you can express yourself in any way you want. And there's no like clear defined skater fashion in that sense. I went on a bit of a tangent, sorry. No, I, I agree. I think it's, yeah, I, I think that's kind of one of the cool parts of this era of skating is that like you do see a, a bigger um, variety just visually of like, of all of it, like of, of tricks, of, of styles, of clothing, like spots. Like it's, I don't know, it's a fun time to, to watch skateboarding. I think there's like a, I don't know, like the cynical part of me, I guess, that that um, feels like a, a good chunk of the relationship between skating and fashion is just capitalism, right? Like it's, there's not a lot of money in hard goods, but um, yeah. there's a lot of money in, in soft goods. And like, especially when you're, you know, when you're catering to an audience of like insecure teenagers primarily, and now like moderately secure adults, um, you know, there's a, you can really exploit that urge to, to fit in by shifting trends and, and whatever, and following kind of that fashion model of new seasons and new, new looks and like all that stuff, the more idealistic or hopeful part of me. And, and actually like, this is more how I feel about it. Like the actual connection is kind of what I think you were talking about that. It's like this deeper, more intertwined thing where like skating itself is an aesthetic endeavor, right? Like, it, like we talked about it before, like it's not just the tricks that you do, but it's how you do them and it's the spot you do them at. And, mm -hmm. and I think like the, the fashion part of it is, is another part of that aesthetic, right? It's like how you look when you're on your board. Like, I think that's the thing that, that so much of skateboarding is aesthetic that the way we're dressed when we do it or the way someone else is dressed when they do it, it has a big impact on, on our experience of it yeah and even maybe influencing your style yeah yeah it would be it would be interesting to see like brent actually does he does he skate with non-saggy pants anymore you know how, how sure. back in the day he would like have it really really low but right right floating around and with such style and everything but if he has like normal regular fitting pants now he still <laughs> looks so stylish or not i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah i think i would just add that just thinking when i get a new pair of shoes or if i'm skating in my khakis or with an ftc t-shirt or something like it makes me feel good so there's a sense of there's a confidence there you know it makes me feel like one of my heroes it make it brings me back to when i was you know a teenager for example and you know, John, you're absolutely right. Falling into this whole trap of, you know, I got to get, I got to get the clothes that make me look good, but it actually yeah, made yeah. me feel good. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, skating 
when you're filming and I mean, not just filming, but when you're watching skating or other people skate, I think the clothes could make a trick look better. And when I'm skating in clothes that I uh, like and enjoy, there's that sense of belonging that, yeah, you're a, you yeah. know, you're a skater. And, and I know we can, we're probably going to get to this in the, in the other questions, but yeah, the confidence is a, I think is a real tangible sort of feeling that I can reflect back on and you just feel good skating in clothes that you, you know, look good in, or at least you think you look good in. Yeah. And yeah. you're modeling yourself after, you know, the, you know, Keenan Milton, for example, you know, like the khaki or cargo pants and Costin and, you know, or for like Stevie Williams, for example, yeah. or, or, you know, Kareem Campbell, Drewers. <laughs> like, and, and so your, your confidence hasn't changed since you started, right? Because I feel like you've been pretty consistent with your fashion throughout. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a good point, Jen. I, I resisted going to the tight pants thing until maybe quite recently, I'd say in the last, you know, five years or so. But my pants at its tightest weren't even that tight, I don't think. I, I was going to say, you've, like, you've made the move from baggy to relaxed. and now i'm kind of back to just i don't care i like i'm just gonna skate in my you know my 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 baggy dickies and kind of like a 90s skater again yeah i never kind of really left that but just made me feel good and it's comfortable and functional as well so can't go wrong right (laughs) have you ever had that thought or struggle in the sense that oh maybe i should dress like my age (laughs) or have you ever been told that you know, it's, it's, I, it I have, <laughs> but, um, it was a really, I did the whole Clark Kent because when you're working at a law firm downtown, I was in suit and tie every day. And then I would change into my street clothes, like skater clothes to go skate after work. And then I would go back to work, but going back to work after hours, I could just wear my skate clothes into the office and I'd work till really late, like one or two in the morning or something. But that was, yeah, to get my skating in. Uh, so sometimes, actually a lot of times in the morning, I would skate to work in my suit and you would get these weird looks and, you know, some, 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 some people were really about it and some other people were just kind of like, who is this punk, right? And I think, I think it stood out a bit more because, again, you're, I mean, for me, visible ethnic minority in a suit working at a law firm downtown who's carrying a skateboard to work. Like you're, I'm, I'm mixed in with, you know, a lot of old gentlemen's club who are predominantly, you know, older white dudes that, that may not have the same understanding or appreciation for, uh, for skateboarding. I did get one or two times though, when I was going up the elevator, you know, I worked on the 42nd floor, this lady, I think came up to me once and she had seen me a few times. Uh, and this is in the concourse area about to go into the elevator in the same elevator, right? And she's like, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, are you one of those young, successful entrepreneurs? Because I see you carrying <laughs> a skateboard. And I'm like, I'm like, well, thanks. I guess that's a compliment. Thanks. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a young lawyer, you know, pretty low on the totem pole, you know, trying to trying to. <laughs> make a name for myself. I could learn how to be a lawyer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's, there's that. I'm just thinking one, one thing that also came to mind right now is I always found it a 
bit tough. So I listen to punk rock and I listen to hip hop as well. I would say if I had to pick between the two, I mean, I'd listen to more punk rock than hip hop. I think you guys all know, like, yeah, we, we, I mean, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, (laughs) Souls of Mischief, like, you know, dilated people, like all all those, you know, those groups and outfits, I, I, part of, I guess, my growing up as well. But like, if you looked at me, you wouldn't think that, oh, this guy's a punk rock skater because back then I didn't have the glued mohawk and the ripped skinny jeans with a leather jacket and studded belt, right? But I would listen to, I guess, what was labeled skate punk, right? So a lot of strung out, you know, no effects, MXPX, like, you know, no use for a name, obviously. And it was funny because when I would skate downtown sometimes, they would automatically lump me into the hip hop skater clique or, you know, that that label under that label where I didn't feel comfortable under either one because music, like I enjoyed right, right. both of them, but it was yeah, just kind of a, an odd sort of, you know, categorization, I guess, because baggy pants, oh, you're a hip hop skater. You're not a punk rock skater. It's like, yeah, but I, I like punk rock as well. How does a skater's fashion sense impact your enjoyment of their skating? Like Jen, you, you mentioned uh, Brent Ashley and just like wondering like how his skating would look if he were to, to dress differently. How, how does it impact your enjoyment of, of a specific skater's skating? I'm going to lie if I say it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it does slightly to some degree. Um, just the tight pants era, for example, some of the, some of the skaters went that route and maybe didn't feel or look completely right in some way, yeah. just, just because you're used to their original style. I can't think of a, a specific example right now, but I remember having that little impression there yeah. that maybe, maybe for this one, this person doesn't really fit so much. I wouldn't say it's everything, but there is definitely a little amount of influence there for me. It's, it's like a big part of it for me. Like I, I'm not even going to big part. Try to, okay. Try wow. to lie. Like, like I, uh, in, um, I guess it's kind of similar to, to what I was saying about style when we recorded before it's different for different skaters, right? Like, I don't think like one way of dressing leads to better skating necessarily or anything like that. It's kind of like, it's what I feel from the outside kind of looks like it suits the, the person and their, their skating. But I don't know, like one of the killers for me is like the, the energy drink hats. Like oh. If you're, if you're skating in an energy drink hat, like I, I don't even really want to watch it no matter like mm. who you are or how good you are. You know, like, I just don't like it. But it's part of their contract. And they got to do it. I know. I know. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, it's an arbitrary thing too, right? Like it's not, I don't know. Like it doesn't make their skating any worse, but I just like, don't like the look of it. I don't know. Like there, there are certain skaters who, yeah, like you just, you feel like you're seeing them more as like a person, I guess, than just for their tricks. And like, I don't know. I know this isn't true. Like I know when I'm saying this, it's not true, but it it feels like it gives you kind of an insight into their personality. Um, Even though like that's, it's a really superficial judgment right and it's not 
rooted in any kind of knowledge of them as people or anything like that, but it, it, you feel like you have a bit of a window into them and um, when you see the way they're dressed, right? And so when you see people who are like totally kitted out in like branded gear and, and whatever, like it just, it has a different feel than watching someone who is just like dressed in, in clothes that feel more like, uh, I don't know, less like, like advertising and more like, like a, a person's style preference. Right. And like, that's, I guess, kind of what I like to see generally speaking. I want to <laughs> ask you a real quick question. Yeah. Yeah. Eli Reed, right? Yeah. Isn't he sort of notorious for having all kinds of different yeah. outfits, even maybe per trick and apart? Yeah. So I think that does that impact your enjoyment of skating per, per trick depending I, on the outfit? Yes. Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just like Eli Reed. I don't know. I like him. I like his style. I, I like, I, I like watching him skate. He, I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like he pulls it off when he like wears kooky outfits or whatever. Like you just, I still like to watch it. And uh, yeah, but he, I guess part of it is like at that point, it's very deliberate, right? Like he is like trying to come across a certain way or trying to look a certain way. It's almost like part of the, 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 like, like you were talking about before, how like the, the music and the, the trick and the spot and the dress, like it all goes together. Right. And, and so for him, I kind of see it more like, like that, like trying to, I don't know, curate something, mm -hmm. even if I don't always get it, I can, I kind of appreciate it, but I feel like that's a less um, egregious offense than like jeans with brands on the pockets. I just like stuff like that. I got logos on the, on the, on your jean pockets. I don't know. So I guess more than fashion sense, it's just sponsors, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like there are certain things that actually just get in the way of the skating, like, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Like as someone who wore ridiculously tight clothing. Um, but like when you watch some of those videos from that, from like the, the super tight era, like you feel like you can almost feel the restriction, right? Like you can see that they're not like, they don't move as fluidly, right. As you should on a skateboard. And like, you can, like it, it, it actually takes away from the skating a little bit. Cause you can see that they're like, they're not moving the way that they should. Like there's like a level of constriction or whatever. In, in their motion and then it goes the other way too like when you see the pants that are so loose that it's like you can't even see their legs right like you can't see them crouch and and pop and and whatever like you can't see the way their body's moving when they're doing a trick like those things i feel like are hard to watch because like you lose some of the physicality of of the of the skating it's really tough for me to say that it doesn't impact uh, me. So I'm, I'm in the same camp as, as both of you guys. When I was watching or growing up watching these skate videos, it's almost like we're conditioned to expect that if you wore a certain, like if you wore baggy pants, I wanted to hear that skater skate to a good hip hop track. So if you wore tight pants and I heard KRS-One, like why? Like it didn't fit for, for me. And I know it's a silly 
you know, like who made up these rules, right? Like it's not, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it probably was the team manager that picked the song for their part anyways. It's not, it wasn't even, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, yeah. so, uh, but, but again, that's impacted my enjoyment or what I thought when I was, a, you know, younger watching skating. I was like, yeah, you know, like a, a, a solid, you know, the tricks ending on a, on a, on a, on a solid beat. And when the beat drops and like, it, it fits nice, but I always connected that with an, with the hip hop aesthetic. And I know right. I just mentioned the whole thing. Like I didn't, didn't want to be categorized as, you know, a hip hop skater <laughs> or a punk rock skater. But at the same time, when, you know, when I hear a nice punk or metal track, I almost expect there to be the tight pants, but you know what? I think there was a, a turning point for me. I've never been into the whole tight pants thing. But when I saw Dylan Reader, not when he was super younger, but older, and then yeah, yeah. grab his part, for example, he just seemed to like he's his skating is it's very free spirited and artsy and he didn't give a shit, but he was so good. Like, yeah, and it's like it almost like, OK, I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm more mature now. And, you know, his uh, oh, they're a skater's own style shouldn't really impact how I appreciate their skating. So I think I've moved on a little bit from from that. But it's very hard for me to deny that when, you know, again, it's it's subconscious. <laughs> like when I look, when yeah. I see a part and then I kind of like, oh, that doesn't really fit. And then I and then immediately now, though, I question like, wait a minute, like, what am I talking about? What doesn't fit? Who, who says it doesn't fit? Like, you know, there's yeah. Yeah. rules here, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm in the same camp as, as you guys. I can't say that it doesn't doesn't affect how I in, enjoy it. I, you know, it's got to look good, right? <laughs> yeah. There is, there's one thing that like, it's just a win for me every time. And it's like, if you skate in jackets, it's, it's dope no matter what. Like if you're like, not, not leather jackets, but like, like mm -hmm. if you're skating in a windbreaker or a puffer or something like that, it's just sick. Okay. Like, yeah, that, I could see that. Zipped up or zipped down or unzipped? Uh, either, either way, either way. <laughs> okay. But yeah, zipped up. I think maybe zipped up is like the extra you, that's like the extra notch up, you know, it's full style when it's zipped up, especially if it's one of the ones that has like kind of the taller neck, the taller and the taller uh, collar and it's zipped right up. Sick. I feel like there's a lot of that in East coast and Canadian skating though. Like, cause there's a, there's a very enjoyable autumn. So when it's past the t-shirt phase, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you're wearing and like even unzipped, and someone goes flying off a kicker or, or, or down a set and does a kickflip, the jacket kind of floats behind. Yeah. And so you yeah, get yeah. that nice look as well. So yeah, I yeah. definitely feel you there on the, on the, on the jacket aesthetic. And it just, it just doesn't seem as, you know, available in Southern California skating. So it's, I think that right, East Coast, yeah. you know, Canadian, it's, it's actually dictated by weather, right. By the seasons, but yeah, yeah, that connection makes it all the more, cool <laughs> yeah i think i think you're right like i think there's there's the visual aspect of it for sure um but then there's also like nostalgia for you know i, I think we talked about this at one point like when i was in high school i lived farther away like i lived across town from all of my skate friends so i skated more during the school year than i did during the summer and and with you guys too like getting together with you guys every fall when we're back at school and uh yeah just that memory of like autumn nights out in the streets true true
like a skater matter to you? To what extent are your fashion choices related to, inspired by, or deviant from uh, skate norms and trends? I mean, like, let's be honest here. When I see another guy or dude or girl for that matter, and they kind of look like a skater, I immediately then look down at their shoes and the judgment starts. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you're my enemy, man. <laughs> I hate people who do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being honest. I'm just, you know, it, it matters when, when you can find people that skate and you can relate to them. So even if it's in a public setting, you know, if you can find, seek out other skaters, it's like a skate radar. And yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, the only way for you to really tell, because again, let, let's be real here. There are a lot of people sporting thrasher shirts and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I go to the, uh, but I don't think I'm at that level, Jim, where the whole skate shop vibing, do you have the heel flip marks? <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I think in, in that sense, it, it, it makes me feel, somehow feel a bit more comfortable that in a foreign environment, if I find another skater, there's at least that connection or heck, if I have my board with me, you know, that, mm. you know, then you can, cause you, you can then skate with them or talk to them about, about skating or whatever. But personally, I think in terms of how I've evolved, it's more function over aesthetic nowadays. Cause I doing a kickflip in nice loose fitting or even somewhat baggy pants makes me feel better than doing a kickflip in, you know, tight pants. And I think it looks right. better. So function over fashion for me too, in that sense. I do try to support skate brands or whatever, skate store when and whatever possible, if they have something that I'm looking for. But usually it's just like standard no brand shirts, no brand yeah. pants. And as long as they're comfortable enough for me to squat down and ollie up, then the pants yeah. are good. <laughs> yeah. In, in terms of pants, though, I, I think I try to support more, if I can, a certain skate brand, if they have any kinds of pants, and then try to just take it into my professional Clark Kent world, as you mentioned right. before, Sawyer. I don't try to dress like a skater in that sense anymore. It's just what I am, like default standard boring <laughs> is how I've I dress now like I've always felt like you've had you've been on point though with fashion yeah. stuff though Jin like I, I don't know like you you maybe think of yourself as boring but I think when we look at your footage or even just my, my mental image of your skating it's not boring by any means yeah, yeah. So, like, it's almost like it's like oh it's, man it's, those pants it's look refined. good sure. yeah like so <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. don't know yeah no, I agree. I agree with you. I think, I think it's like, uh, I, I would say tasteful and, and refined. Thank you. Thank you. That, that means a lot. <laughs> I, maybe t-shirts, t-shirts are the only thing where I try to be skaterish from time to time, like just having some like quarter snacks or something or Henry Jones, you know, right. Just something minor. And if someone else knows about that, then you know that they're a skater too, right? Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows Henry Jones and of course skate shop shirts too, right? Like if you're yeah. rocking like a yeah. labor shirt or a blue towel shirt or something, it's like you know exactly, yeah. 
there's that community. And I, I would probably just want to get a t-shirt to support them from that perspective, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. Like the t-shirt area is, I think my main area of skate, skate looking like a skater uh, and the hats. Hats, hats. Yeah. Hats. Oh, for sure. Hats. Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time finding hats that fit the way I want them to. <laughs> it is hard for me too. I, I, I can't do the, uh, the usual baseball hat one. They don't fit. It looks like a top hat on me always. <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be the, what is it? The five panels? So, yeah. Yeah. And five panels are that's ones. They got the lower crown and they just like pull a little tighter to your head Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you before though. No, I was gonna say I was just just in terms of kind of going full circle on that whole looking good and feeling good thing. One of the uh so when I skated pond a lot, our good friend Gary, who came up to visit from New York, this is one of his first trips up, I think, and he got me a, a theories shirt, t-shirt. So Jin on the on the point of like skate t-shirt, right? And it's one of my favorite t-shirts. My wife doesn't like it at all because she says there's a scary man on the back, which is Rasputin. But it's, it's got so it's a so it's a, it's the theory, it's a classic yeah Rasputin yeah. theories shirt. And in that time, and this is going back, gosh, like seven eight years ago now. Um, I still have the clip. Uh, my friend was filming, and we we're just skating after work and stuff. I did a front blunt pop out, and I think I just learned it then and it was at pond and I was wearing the theories shirt it just made me feel good so every time I think back to it and every time I still have the t-shirt and I wear it to skate it's like this you know brings it back invincible magic suit of armor yeah (laughs) again it's kind of silly it's just you know it's a it's a t-shirt but you know it it makes me feel good reminds me of like yeah I I I landed when I got that trick and yeah when I first started skating like I wanted so bad to look like a skater right and mm-hmm. and i think it was I, I don't know like it was a combination of being excited about like finding skateboarding and getting into it and also just that wanting to, to fit in right and then i like i went through a, a, a phase for a long time where i didn't really care as much about looking like a skater like i was kind of trying to find my own look mm. and oddly i've kind of like circled back where it matters more to me now than it, than it did before that I kind of look like a skater. I think part of it is, is being excited about skateboarding again. Like, to be honest, like just kind of being more into Mm -hmm. contemporary skateboarding than I was for, for a while. And the culture that's being built up around it is something that like, I actually want to be affiliated with now. And, so I like I, I think like I'm coming back to that point where I do want to maybe not like all the way up to the the extreme trends or or whatever of the day, but like I do want to have like that kind of overall look that that people see me and kind of assume that I would skate or at least be aware of skateboarding and things like that. But I wanted to I, I wanted to pull in a passage. It's actually two separate passages that I've smushed together from uh, John Harvey's book, Clothes, because I feel like this captures it really well. So, so this is from John Harvey's Clothes. There is an anxiety at the back of life, and it may be that clothes help us to meet it. Perhaps all our lives clothes are, to a small extent, strips of blanket, walking wounds, 
crawling calls. Fashion aims for a measured conspicuousness in order to hold opposing anxieties at bay. The anxiety of being lost in the old drab crowd and the anxiety of being a lonely style freak. I don't know. I feel like that really captures a lot, a lot of my feelings about it. And, and some of the things we've been talking about too, that you want to like, you don't want to be just like part of the masses, right? Like you, you want to stand out a little bit. You want to be recognized for your connection to this subculture or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you don't want to stand out so far that, like, <laughs> that you're, you're deemed like a kook or whatever. Right. So I don't know. That's, uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. Definitely. That, that just reminds me, I think of that quote that I shared with you guys before where the guy goes to the skate park and everybody's like, yo, yo, look out for that guy. And then the guy who went there, he's saying, oh, I dressed over my skill level again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, a, in a weird way, that, that really sort of sums it up for me, that skill level, like dressing as a skater and your skill level. How would you know that, right? But you do yeah. sort of know that, right? Like, Oh, the good yeah, skater is yeah, just yeah. like that. It's so weird. I don't own any Supreme sweatshirts. Just <laughs> no Supreme gear. No Supreme gear. I, I've owned a hat. I'm going to come out. University days, I got one hat. Oh, never mind. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> is there more? There's more Supreme lurking. I got a hat and a shirt. The shirt my wife or then girlfriend bought me. I got a past right? <laughs> I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know the, the history of Supreme and their aesthetic. Like, I remember, because, uh, like, like, you guys know, like, I was really into Zoo York in the, like, late 90s. And, like, the, I, I'm a fan of East Coast and, and New York in particular skating. And I've always been kind of aware of Supreme as this, like, institution of, of New York skateboarding. but there's like when i when i see just their logo right like just that red supreme and i can't i can't remember the artist's name but it's kind of lifted from barbara kruger yes yes so it's like like lifted from barbara kruger's work right and like it had like that sick like like it's just such a, a sick logo and it looks so good just on the hat or whatever or like sticker on the board or but i cannot get down with that the clothing that i see actually come out of supreme mm-hmm. like it, it's weird like it seems like like kind of a weird disconnect to me it's got like this kind of clean and like street aesthetic to the logo and then it has like the sort of ultra trendy high fashion streetwear vibe that i can't get down with that's funny because again when i think of you john zoo york definitely would be a brand that stands out but you're right that it doesn't in New York is every bit a part of New York, you know, as theories. labor skate shop or theories <laughs> or something, right? Like I was trying to think of something. Yeah. And, and, but yeah, Supreme doesn't, doesn't, I don't connect that with, with you, even though it's a, it's a, you know, staple, you know, solid New York brand, which, and now with, with that background of what you're saying, it makes, it makes sense for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna, do you want to spend go- just one minute maybe on uh on something that you mentioned earlier, like ex-girl borrowing from skate fashion or polo and nautica influencing skaters, right? Yeah. What, where do you think it's going now in terms of 
are skaters borrowing or creating or yeah I, well it's a good yeah, question for sure yeah like, i almost feel like right now it's it's like recycling the early 90s aesthetic but like to the extreme right like it's almost like a <laughs> like a caricature right like, some, it's like yeah i think yeah. i was thinking about and we'll get to this in the weekly stoke but the number of skaters nowadays let's just say going back three years three to five years but even more so like recently right even in the pandemic like a lot of girls starting to skate for example right mm -hmm. and i think that's really opened up the door to you know they're not being these sort of silos or like these sort right, of templates right. that you can so that availability of different choices and for brands to now sure they want to market to the you know to these girl skaters but at the same time i feel like if they're just wearing what's comfortable or what they think you know suits them or whatever these other bigger companies are going to look at it and then you know model their next line after i think there's right such a big you know <laughs> glob of creativity now but just based off of the the you know the availability of mm -hmm. different things that people choose and it's because skating is so much more available to everyone now or accessible right so i think that's right at least what i was yeah what i'm noticing yeah i'd say there's there's more like um blending and mixing of mm -hmm. aesthetics and fashions and trends and stuff in, in skating right now and maybe that's kind of building towards something that's bleeding out into the wider culture again. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say as like a, a 38 year old who isn't particularly in touch with like clothing trends and, and whatever of the day, but like, I feel like that like early nineties thing of like ill-fitting clothes that are, you know, not particularly well tailored to your body or anything like that. And, and the kind of cheesy logos and stuff like that, that are, from like the early days of like extreme sports and like stuff mm -hmm. like like seeing like that stuff kind of coming back and that that does seem like something that i'm seeing outside of skateboarding as well now yeah full circle yeah always in cycles right yeah, yeah. i think that's yeah. what they even say in the fashion world I, I do feel like it's like it's like cyclical but it gets i, I don't know it's almost like it gets exaggerated each time right so it's like a spiral outwards, right? Or yeah, a spiral yeah. Upwards, like it just keeps. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to get better. It's supposed to get more refined and polished <laughs> and, and better integrated each time, right? Do you think it's a cycle just because they reach like their midlife crisis? Because I, I think I can say that about myself. Yeah. I had a pair uh, of uh, cargo alien workshop pants, green yeah. ones. I think high school, university, and I love them so much, and they just ripped apart and. Alien was pretty much gone by then. And then Theories released green cargo pants uh, <laughs> a while back. Yeah, I was just going through my midlife crisis thinking, oh, yeah. I need to relive those days. <laughs> I, think, I think that's part of why my pants are getting baggier too. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it is midlife crisis. And I think it's also just purchasing power. We're, we're the ones with expendable income now. And, yeah. and like people our age are the ones that are you know, making like those decisions about mm -hmm. marketing and, and 
product development and, and whatever. And so like everyone at that kind of stage or, or that kind of level were the ones that are like, Oh, remember like those sick cargo pants, we should make those. And, and then they do. And then all of us are like, yeah, I remember I those yeah. <laughs> respect to you, Sawyer consistency. Yeah. True. <laughs> I just haven't, I'm still 17. Like <laughs> I, I would flip it and just say like, you, you, you found yourself nice and early. You didn't, you didn't feel the need to, to chase any other trends or looks or whatever. I'm just glad that it still makes me feel good. And yeah. uh, there's that sense, again, that sense of enjoyment, comfort, confidence, and it's your walking womb, right? <laughs> yeah. Keeps, keeps you safe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Weekly stoked. So I felt like I had a few things that I was stoked on, but I forgot about and forgot to take a <laughs> note of. So this is a very recent one. Um, time, time wise right now. I don't know when the, this is going to come out, but right now, yeah. Type Booth. Do you guys know Type Booth? Oh, it's a brand yeah. over here in Japan. Super expensive. So I, I don't think I'll be owning any kind of clothing from them, but they, I think the guys who make Evisen also are involved with Type Booth. And they released a video for Type Booth decks as well. And they have a little team there. It's called a Security Level Infinity. Pretty cool. A lot of innovative fashion outfits in nice, there nice. you might want to check it out <laughs> yeah i saw like just like a couple of random clips I, I don't even know who the skater was but um from that video and it, it looks so good like the the skating looks amazing yeah yeah it was for me it was a refreshing video in this time and day and age yeah. <laughs> so that was my stoke my stoke of the week is actually um, the people of my my town right now. I'm just like hyped because I live in this little town. And one of the things that we've noticed since moving here is like people are just kind of friendly. It's, it's one of those cliches that seems to be kind of true that like it's just kind of a slower pace and there's less going on. People are generally less stressed out. And so they're, they're just kind of friendly. And um, I was out uh, skating the other day and um, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to, to relearn a lot of stuff and I'm trying to kind of get my, get my skate legs back. And, and uh, so I'm out skating and I was like not landing the stuff that I was hoping to land. And I was like having kind of a tough go, but I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying. And so I, I stayed out and uh, as I'm out skating, this pickup truck kind of pulls up alongside me and it was like, you know, like it was jacked up really high. It had like a, I don't know, like it had something on the back that was for like holding equipment or something like it, it was like a, it looked like a farm kind of vehicle, but also yeah. kind of like an off-road kind of vehicle, you know, as someone who grew up in the time that we grew up when like skaters and uh, like country folk didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. mesh right and you know like i was just kind of not sure what to think and this this guy so this guy kind of pulls up alongside me and leans out his window and he's like hey bud and i just like i didn't really know what was happening right so i was just like how's it going and and uh the and the guy looks at me and he just says 
I've got this board that I got a couple of years ago and I just don't use it. And I, I've been trying to get rid of it. Like, do you want it? So I was like, you've got it with you. And he's like, yeah, it's just here in the truck. And, and so he, he passes me this board just like out the window of his truck. And it's like a Santa Cruz ever slick like thunder trucks. And wow. it was in rough shape. Like it, you, he must have, he must live on a farm or something. Like there was like mud on it. Like it was like caked in mud and like there's like oil stains on the grip tape. And the, I, I think the deck is kind of dead, but, but still like the guy just like passed me this like full complete out of his truck. And I was just like, thanks. And he's like, yeah, no, I'd rather see someone get something out of it. It's like, all right. And he's like, all right, have a good one. And just drove off and seemed like a very small town kind of yeah. thing. It, it stoked me out. It was, I'm hyped that I got this board and I've kind of taken it apart and I'm going to maybe skate the thunders a little bit and see how they feel. And, and then also just like hyped to be in a town where that's kind of the, the vibe and that's the kind of attitude that people seem to have around me. That story could have gone wrong so many times <laughs> going through it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, that's like, it, it was, it was definitely a moment for me to like check my own yeah. prejudices and, and yeah. misconceptions. Right. Cause like I didn't know what to think. And then it's just some nice guy being nice. I mean, you could have gotten killed. So I mean, this <laughs> crazy, crazy story. Yeah. I was legitimately concerned when I saw your number pop up at like nine 30 or 10 o'clock at night. Right. Like when it happened, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, are you okay? Like everything. And then <laughs> it's a good reminder that there's still some good in humanity, even though with all the crazy stories you hear, like, yeah, yeah. To Jin's point, it could have gone, I mean, it, you never know, right? Like there, you, you don't want to let your guard down in a, in a situation like that. But the fact that it was just completely benign and in yeah, fact, yeah. like, a blessing like it was like you know when, like when does you don't you don't get that coming around every day like you know no no was, yeah that's really awesome i've got sort of two weekly stokes one of them is more self-centered but the other one that really hypes me up is so i've been trying to skate every day and my daughter pushes around with me and she's just yeah past three four days has been skating every day and nice, she's nice. trying to do ollies today and she's just wow just goes like he's just like really likes it so yeah just so hyped your daughter's push reminds me of Boosnitz a little bit those quick pushes yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> so I was thinking of Boosnitz as I was watching I was like oh yeah so she nice. was so that was the other that was the other day uh we there's a school close to us and so we go there for uh, you know after dinner and stuff and even today like the first day that this is the maybe three or four days ago I told my wife I was like you know I'm probably gonna have to carry her skateboard after she gets bored of it pushing half the way there because it's kind of a way to get to get to the school but she skated all the way to the school and then you know I'm I don't really skate around I just push around and then she just kept going and then skated all the way home and then the second nice, day nice. same thing and third day same and today same thing I was like man nice. and she's trying to do all these and stuff like she kind of got didn't um didn't get any that much air, I guess, but like the whole, you know, the sort of galloping type of yeah. motion she's, she's yeah. getting. So yeah, super sick. Wow. Standing all these yeah. or rolling? Rolling. Rolling. Whoa. Like she's, she's, yeah. she's going, like she's, she's, she's going. And, and um, the board she's using is uh, this zip zinger cruiser type of board. It's, it's, it's got, it looks like a, it's an old school shape. Um, mm -hmm. Not fat old school. Like it, it's got a tail. Yeah. And, yeah. A nose so you can do nollies and, and so but it's just 
it's shaped. So it's, there's a clear front and a, and a back, I guess. And the trucks are a bit narrow, the Royal trucks mm-hmm. and the wheels are softer. So it's, it's actually perfect size for her, yeah. for her to learn. Um, she's got rainbow colored hardware. Um, nice. And yeah, the grip tape is kind of in, in different sections. Like it came like that. My friend gave it to me before he left for Taiwan a, a number of years ago. So uh, yeah, so she's using it now and just, you know, super, super happy and mm. hyped. And it's like, every time I see her skate, I don't want to see it, it end. Like that's yeah, that yeah. feeling like, so. And the other one is I, I finally yesterday and I actually, I did them again today, slappy front case. So I got them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you guys the better footy, uh, foot, footage of it. Uh, so the, nice. the clips I got today though, like I, like yesterday I was, so you get them right. And then I was worried that, okay, what if I lose them today? Right. Like, but yeah. yeah. So, but I got like, like, I have like, they're, they're good. I, I did it long as well. Like I did it really fast and, wow. and long. So. I mean, let me put it this way. I'll let Jin be the judge of whether it's fast. Like, <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> but uh, but that got me really hyped because last year I was on the whole, you know, pandemic, skate my curb, learn all the slappies, regular and switch stance. And mm-hmm. I got them, but the front Ks were just, they were elusive. Like I couldn't get it. Yeah. And yeah. I get into this whole paranoid mindset, like, oh my gosh, what if I'll never do them? And I know there are tricks that I, I can never do, but I just don't like, it's like, you know what it is, John? It's like in Lost, John Locke, you know how he uh, says to like, don't tell me what I can or yeah, can't yeah, do. Like, yeah. it's that, but I'm telling myself that, right? And I'm like, just worried, like, what if I never be able to? So yesterday when I just, I spent about an hour, just, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to see if they work and did a few slappy front no slides and then got the courage to just kind of slide my truck up. And then the first, like the clip I sent you guys, that was like the first or second one that I did actually. And it just, it worked out. I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I can actually do them. And then, yeah. then it took about an hour to actually get comfortable with actually locking in and sliding. Right. But anyways, yeah, just, just hyped on, on those two uh, things. So those are my, that's my weekly stoke. Good stuff. Just off of your, slappy front crook thing yeah do you have like a a rule of thumb or whatever that until you decide if you have the trick or not being able to do it three times or so the first session i learn it i have to do it i try to at least do it three times in a row that's kind of like a mental thing but the thing with the because i didn't have yesterday what i didn't do was i didn't re-wax the curb so I had to skate faster and faster because the wax was not helping me that much. No, you know what? I might've, I, I did three in a row, but it was not that acceptable, but I, I just, I was like, you know what? I'll just take it. Uh, and then the real test for me is next day. If I can still do it with the same amount of comfort and speed and, and everything. Cause like if the next day I'm only landing one out of every 20 tries. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that. It's a high bar. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That is a high bar. I'm like, if, if I do it more than once, I got it. <laughs> in the span more of two years. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Same here, man. <laughs> That's why I, I can still kind of claim backtails because I, I learned backtails. I did it two times in a row. So I actually got it. That was 
before university and I don't think I've done another one since, but it's in there somewhere. I just gotta, just gotta bring it back out. See the the thing is, and we've talked, we've talked about this before, you know, the whole skating smart thing. So I think that's where, like, if you start with the, at least for me, like, you know, stationary or proper positioning, and then obviously you got to take it moving because the moving is, is different than whatever, but I try to make sure that it, things are consistent. And then once I get a feel for where it should be, I think I, at least it's worked out because the mental part of it, when I tell myself, it's like, yeah, I, I know I can do it. So that it, it just gets you into this repetitive sort of motion. Then right, yeah, once right. you, once you get it, it's locked in. It's like, you know, you, you have it. It's just muscle memory at that point. It's what I'm hoping. So I don't know. We'll see tomorrow <laughs> if I still have, if I, if I, if you see some angry me swearing in the chat, you'll know that <laughs> I lost my slappy foot kiss. It's a weird breakthrough though, no? It, I don't know if it's really muscle memory or anything, but you mentioned that you were trying it for a while last year or something as well, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Chris? yeah, that's right. And I never, it, I just never really, I never did it. And then I would, you know. You did your front nose or whatever and you, it sort of clicked, right? Yeah, so all that, of a sudden yesterday, I was like I was messing around. And yeah, that that one, um, that shitty one that kind of looked like a front nose or front half front, it wasn't yeah. really, but it, it like it went and then i kind of went to fakie i was like oh and then i can kind of mentally i was like yeah i can yeah. actually do it so then i then i started to battle with it it took it, it, it took about took about an hour i just left the phone recording <laughs> the whole time congrats man thank you still hyped on it more hyped on my daughter but the is that it is that it for today joe I, <laughs> I think we're done Thanks to you guys for meeting up again. It's good after like a nice little, like a, it's good after a little hiatus like that to get back into it and to be able to, to chat again. Thanks to the listeners for listening through. Thanks to all of the finely dressed skateboarders for informing our fashion decisions. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Until next time. Shall I say it? Later haters. <laughs> <laughs>